Right now, you can get 25% off your first purchase of Strava Craft Coffee when you use code DNVR25. Not only do we love what Strava tastes like, and we pretty much run off of coffee, but it's also CBD infused, and that helps with so many ailments. It's different for everyone. Check out their reviews, and you'll be blown away with people's stories about how Strava has helped them. They deliver straight to your door, and after your first order, you can get 20% off indefinitely with their subscription service. So check out StravaCraftCoffee.com today and try out their delicious CBD infused coffee. Be sure to use that DNVR25 code. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. As you may or may not know, I'm on the quest to find the strangest bets on a DraftKings Sportsbook. So my pick of the week, you've heard of the KBO, but have you heard of the KBL, AJ? No. All right. The KBL is the Korean Basketball League, not baseball. We're going over there. I went here solely because the names of the teams in the KBL are amazing. We have teams like the Daegu Pegasus. We have a team that does not appear to have a home location or sponsor in their name. They're just called the Orions. We have a team called the Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom! And a team called the Mobus Phoebus. <laughs> so, uh, I think we got to go with Sonic Boom. All right. We'll take Sonic Boom. Uh, they are favorites to win over the Thunders. Plural, Thunders. Um. <laughs> they're uh they're minus 115 to cover two and a half tonight at three in the morning colorado time so you can go with the sonic boom get your money my plan was to bet the under in all of these games because it's a basketball league i've never heard of which means they can't score that's kind of my concept with it uh <laughs> but in any case, go check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Get in on our picks of the weeks or make maybe some more intelligent bets than I do. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, of course, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, let's get into it then. It has been one NHL game for the Colorado Avalanche. And they went from being down two starting lineup regulars to at least four, arguably five, depending on how you feel about the moves today. So we'll have a conversation about that. Um, but let's let's start here. Uh, we don't have to get into it too much. I feel like we probably both expressed our opinions on Twitter enough yesterday. But Gabe Landeskog suspended for two games based on his hit on Kirby Dock. That happened. Yep. <laughs> okay. It's about what I figured we would we would get out of this conversation. Um, clearly, I, mean, it, I didn't it, think it was yeah. suspension worthy, but... It happened. Yep. I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, you you and I disagree. We think that it's garbage that it was a suspension. Um, it's stupid, man. Yeah, I agree. It's, 
I, I I don't understand how hitting a dude with the puck results in a suspension. I mean, plenty of guys get hit illegally every year. Sure, if, got if, the puck. if Landy punched him in the head like Dylan Larkin did to Matthew Joseph the other night, I totally. But he didn't do that. And he also got a penalty for boarding, which, like, I guess by the, the written definition of boarding, what Landy did was boarding. But. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it being a penalty. I, it's not something that I'm going to argue. Like, I didn't think it was, but fine, whatever. If you want to call it a minor penalty, that's fine. I don't understand how you can possibly give two games for that play. Particularly, and while you and I may disagree with this, the way the Department of Player Safety works is they suspend based on result of the play. And Doc was completely fine. Didn't miss a shift, played the rest of that game. Yep. So... I don't understand. I don't understand the wild inconsistency from the Department of Player Safety. I was hoping maybe we would make it more than one game into the season before we had this conversation. But here we are. I bet George Peros did too. Especially <laughs> after Kadri and like the, the postseason that he had. Which is mm-hmm. pretty controversial. Uh Nights, nights two and three of the NHL season brought him like a lot of heat. Yeah, immediate nonsense. <laughs> no rest for the wicked, I guess. Yeah. So I do, I do want to talk about the Landy thing though a little bit okay. because I, I feel like I and the people are conflating different arguments here. Sure. Um, I, I have no issue with it being penalized because. Doc was was in a very vulnerable position, and it's it was dangerous. But also, Doc put himself in the vulnerable position and kept himself there because he just decided he was going to keep yeah. playing the he puck. He actively continued to make a hockey play. Right. And, like, usually, usually guys, when guys go down... You know, they don't just keep trying to play the puck. Yep. And I think it, the, the lesson the lesson that we got, that, that we learned from this whole incident is not, hey, when you're in a vulnerable position, get rid of the puck, dumbass, it's, or you're going to get rocked because you have it. Hold on to it because no one's allowed to hit you. We learned that every single zone entry on the power play, yeah. a guy should go down to one knee along the wall because, because if he's not you. allowed, if you're not allowed to hit him in that position and the response is, well, just, just take the puck from him and go the other way. All right, great. Might, Nathan might. McKinnon should go down on one knee every single time yep. that he's trying to get through center ice, every single time he's trying to get across the blue line, he should just straight up turn it into the, turn it into a quarterback slide. My, if you're if you are untouchable in that position, despite putting yourself in it and continuing to try and make a play with the puck, then you should. Ex- this should be something that it gets exploited my, right. by every I'm team in the league. One hundred percent with you on that. My argument was: look, every fifteen-year-old, sixteen-year-old that's just starting their junior careers, they should start practicing puck handling on one knee as much as possible. And Straight all of a sudden, up. you get a bunch of kids who are really good at this. You can't take the puck away from them with their stick 
This is and these dudes good. are untouchable. It it's have you ever seen that um I forget the guy's name. There was a UFC fight. Maybe it even wasn't UFC, but some MMA organization where you can't kick a grounded fighter, right? Yeah. So he would just stay on one knee and like kneel around the room around this guy who was big into kicks. So he couldn't get kicked. Right. And it was, you know, obviously an awful fight and the rules were immediately changed after because that was some BS. But that's exactly what it made me think of. And I just... Like, I... It was a penalty? Yeah, sure, whatever. And the two minutes was well-earned. And there is, in no universe, an argument that what Landeskog did was not stupid. Yep. And dangerous and predatory. It was stupid. Especially when you bring game situation right. to it. It's the really four minutes stupid. to go to completely unnecessary in the game, like, no doubt. But I, uh, but Hampus's comment that he let go of the puck way before contact, buddy, watch it in full speed. It, it All right, was not... Quit, you need to stop watching it frame by frame in slow motion and remember yeah. that. All of this happens very quickly, to, and it was it, it in in real time. It's pretty bang bang. There. Two things there. One, yeah, in real time, there's no universe where that was a late hit. It was definitely on time. Two, look at where the play happens. If Landy gets there point two seconds earlier, Doc doesn't get the red line, and that's an icing. I, well, and I mean he's he's three or four feet from the boards. Yep. Like it, it, uh, because Landy hits him sideways, he goes flying into the boards, and which is why, hey, it's dangerous. But I'm, but, and I'm, and I'm good with it. But, yeah, like, I, what's, I don't your, think what's your, like, it, it, yeah, it was, why did he do it in the first place is a totally fair question. It was stupid. Yeah, it, it was unnecessary, but, but I am saying, like, some decision. There but... is, like, there's an explanation of look, Landy is trying to force Doc off the puck there because if Doc just sends it down the ice, the Avs get an icing call. And it's, you know, they get a face off in the offensive zone because Doc didn't make the red line. But yeah, still dangerous. I still understand. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, like, we should be plowing dudes into the boards all the time, but yeah, you also have to doc. Can't just be on one knee playing the puck unless he can. And then we're about to see a drastic shift in how zone entries happen in the league. Right. Like doc doc is like, he loses his balance. He's going down and then he's on one knee and he continues to play the puck. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but you're still, if, if you're, if you're still trying to if you're still trying to do something here, you're committed to getting hit. Like it's not the other player's responsibility. You're in a vulnerable position. Like, don't go kill the guy. And I think that was a lot of people's problem with the hit from Landy is they he hit him and drove through him. Like he smokes him. He smokes him. And it was it was totally unnecessary. But that's why penalties exist. Like that's why it's like it, it. It feels like it feels like every every single time there's a big hit in the game, we're having this conversation of is this suspendable or not? Yep. And I just like he he was penalized. They could have they could have 
scored on that power play and climbed back in there. Climbed back into the game because of that decision. Which is why, again, like from a perspective of it was absolutely a stupid thing to do. Like a stupid thing to do and it shouldn't have happened. But unnecessary, yes. Suspendable, I don't think so. Right. Like that and and then two games on top of that, like well, and, 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 and it's not, and, is... and it's not like it's not like Landy's got a lengthy history of boarding here. His well, previous his previous suspension history is like uh, he elbowed Martian in the head, and he cross checked Kachuk, like, the, and these the were all like years hard. ago. The part that's hard for me about the two games is you had an extremely similar play happen in the preseason with Blake Coleman. And he only got one regular season game for a play where a player goes down, is on his knees, and Coleman boards. The boarding is significantly worse. He boards him directly in the numbers. It's up against the wall. He's the reason the guy fell over. The guy did not try to play the puck. Everything about Coleman's play was significantly worse than what Landy did. And he gets one regular season and one preseason game. Landy gets two regular seasons. It's it's the same conversation we have every year about the inconsistency of the Department of Player Safety. Well, and and when you think about why the Department of Player Safety ex- exists, it's to protect players, and that's not happening. Yep, and they're not accomplishing anything that they should be accomplishing with it, which is, hey, we're here to legislate the really bad hits. Mm-hmm. These like nickel and dime suspensions are ridiculous, and especially with the way that uh, with the way that they have have publicly gone out and and gone out and said, "Hey, we pub we punish injury. If you hurt a guy, we're gonna t- we're gonna we're gonna take a closer look at it. We're gonna consider that a little bit more." Yeah, and Kirby Doc was completely fine. To look at all of the factors in that situation and come away and say that there was a two-game suspension there, I I just, for me, I just, I'm done. Uh, I'm done. George Peros is awful at his job. Uh, and this was after last se- last last playoffs where they threw an eight-game suspension at Nazem Kadri for an unbelievably bad hit yep. on Justin on Justin Falk, the exact kind of hit that they have spent a lot of time trying to legislate out of the game. Yep. And I had, I, my issue was the length. Yeah. Because Ryan, Ryan Reeves, what, four games later, like drives, drives Graves head into the ice and puts, puts his entire body weight on him. Is like ripping hair out, and And it's it's two games. And it was just like none of this is hockey related. Didn't even get suspended for the series. None of it was hockey related, and he got two. He got a two game suspension. Yeah, and it's just it's 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 insane. And then today you've got Dylan Larkin get suspended one game for literally sucker punching a dude in the face. Right. <laughs> Again, not a hockey, not a thing that is happening during a play in which like there's a puck battle or anything going on and it just goes the wrong way. Which is how some of which is how some of these 
you know, some of these these suspensions come about is that, you know, a guy turns and he boards him and it's bad and everybody agrees and he feels bad and he's like, look, I really didn't mean to do it and blah, blah. There's nothing unintentional about uh, unintentional about what Dylan Larkin did. You think Kadri's he just straight up to... smoked that guy you in the face? You think trying to rip people's heads off on purpose? Like, come on! Like uh, he gets he got one game for punching that guy in the face, and yep. Gabe Landeskog in the in the context of there's a universe to, where Landis to... making a hockey play, even if it was overly aggressive. I mean, it was certainly overly aggressive, but even as it stands, it's in the context of the game. Yep. He's attacking the fucking puck carrier. <laughs> like, yeah. in, how is it that you are punishing guys who are making hockey plays in the context of an actual game more than this other nonsense? You know, Tom Wilson bodies Artemi Panarin, and they're like, all right, cool. We'll take 0.00006% of your salary from you. <laughs> you know? Oh, but he's going to notice that. You taught him a lesson. You know, you you Dylan Larkin punches a dude in the face. Just just sucker punches a guy in the face. He gets a game. Yeah. But I... Landis Cog hits the puck carrier, albeit in a dangerous and vulnerable position, that was penalized in the game, and he gets a two-game suspension. These people are awful at their jobs, and they need an adult in the room because clearly George Peros is a fucking moron. And normally, as a member of the NHL media, I try to I try not to go hard on people. I try and be understanding of this, and I try not to like. Hey, these are people that, that work in the world that I work with and relationships and all that. George Peros is awful at his job. George Peros is awful at his job. And he has a thankless job. There's no doubt that it is a very difficult job to do, but he sucks at it. And you can't you can't convince me otherwise just based on evidence here, just based on how he handles this. You look at all these different you look at all these different conversations and it just doesn't make it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, uh, and he he shouldn't be employed by the NHL. The NHL needs to overhaul this department and come out with some clearly stated guidelines and goals, and actually start to make some sense at least at some point in its history. Because they're not they're not legislating out bad hits; they're just punishing guys randomly and wildly. It's for pray, for nonsense. Pray and pray fire. That makes no sense. And you look at any two random plays and you don't know if you're getting a 10 game suspension or a fine or nothing. It, it, the, it, the mean wheel of destiny has been around for a while, but it might as well be that department might as well just be a wheel that they spin. Yeah. Larkin, Larkin, you know, Joseph, again, Joseph was penalized. Yep. And Larkin, like Larkin doesn't have, you don't just get to punch guys because you're mad and you're looking to take revenge. You don't get to just just sock guys in the face, which is why he's been suspended. But to do it for one game, like you're not playing hockey at that point. You're having a little bitch fit. Yep. And I, I you want to talk about you want to you want to rem you he wasn't penalized for boarding. All right. That's bad. Then I thought I mean, he, I thought he had been, both, but that's bad. That was very clearly boarding. I, uh, that's 
not being penalized on the ice is an entirely different conversation about an entirely different group of people and the referees, which we probably don't have time to get into on this show. Yeah. We do have other things to get to, but yeah. this is, this pissed me off, man, because I just, I, I know, I know it, it was, it was frustrating and it's, and it's not like, this isn't some grand anti-avalanche conspiracy from me. No, of course not. And I want to stress that because there are people out there who are like, the homers are mad. Like it blow it out your ass. Okay. These guys are bad at their jobs. It and has, it, it, there doesn't seem to be any amount of level of being upset that hockey fans can do to convince the league that something needs to change. Yeah. And but it's unfortunate because now with a huge with a huge opportunity with the switch to, to ESPN and TNT, this stuff is going to be magnified. And these guys are all fucking incompetent. The entire department is run by idiots. And, and that's the struggle, right? Is like you said, it's a thankless job. Obviously, none of the fan bases are going to like it no matter what. But the problem comes in when Lanny's suspended for two games. And sometime in the next month, there's going to be a nasty hit that gets no games. And then sometime in the next month, there's going to be a, a questionable hit that a dude gets five-plus games in. And the entire the entire league is going to be standing here going, we have no idea what the punishment is for anything. Yeah, I mean, you have no clue. You already have a league that doesn't know what goaltender interference is. Yep. And now, now when you're getting into what's punishable, every single hit now is in play. Yep. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know how there's any way for Nazem Kadri to feel comfortable making a hit in this league anymore. He he has to. He's walking on eggshells. Yeah. If if hits, if hits like that get you suspensions, like I yeah. But I, I'm I don't know, man. All right. Well, hopefully you I don't know what this means. <laughs> you you know if a bunch of guys get suspended then they don't play games and your chances of losing future games goes up. Hopefully you all are better at assessing dangerous situations than George Peros. Or at very least, hopefully you at least have the tools for the job. Because you don't want to get it wrong when it comes to shaving your balls. All right? You yes. don't want to get suspended for two games in the bathroom. It's not a pretty look. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> you also don't want to... You really don't want a 5K fine. Oh, ooh, expensive. All right? Don't we don't need we don't need video evidence of you. What's what's cheaper, a five a five K fine or going out and getting all of the products from Manscaped to make sure that you get it right? Exactly. I, I think Manscaped is about four thousand nine hundred and sixty dollars cheaper than a five K fine. Uh, so go to Manscaped, use code DNVR to get twenty percent off, and if you get the perfect package four you get free shipping as well. They got the lawnmower trimmer, they got the deodorant, they got the toner, they got the uh, the weed whacker as well. Whatever hair you need to take care of, and the rest of your body too. Breath mints. You want to smell good? They got you top to bottom. Don't be the department of player safety when it comes to your private parts. That's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, check out manscaped.com today. Please use that DNVR code. Excuse me. While you're at it. Also, 
you know, come on down to the DNVR bar. We have tons of exciting stuff planned. Obviously, uh, if you're a member and you've seen the event on Saturday, buy your tickets. We can we can talk about this now. We can um, talk about it a little bit, yeah. Yes, we can we can actually get into some of this just because uh uh I mean altitude and everybody else yeah, there's, there's has already talked about, about, about it. it. Yep. Which is why we weren't allowed to talk about it because it, we weren't really we, we didn't, didn't want we the, didn't want what yeah. the game was, yeah. We didn't we weren't we weren't the ones who were allowed to spoil the surprise of all the people who were gonna be in town for Pierre Lacroix's yep. uh, banner raising ceremony tomorrow. Yep. Uh, but we will say that uh, some of the guys who are coming in town are going to be attending the bar tomorrow after the game um, for our private event. That's the private event is that uh, DNVR and LaCroix Hockey have kind of teamed up to make DNVR bar the the bar to be after the event tomorrow. Um, the official, like the LaCroix family will be there. Uh, and a handful of these guys, <clears throat> a handful of the guys that are going to be in town for the ceremony will be at the bar hanging out. Um, it's a members only, um, a members only thing. Uh, so if you were in the discord or, or got one of the email blasts that got sent out for being a member, uh, then you have, I still think that there's a couple of limited tickets left, but I don't know that there's many at all. It's super limited. Yeah. <laughs> so and if you want to go like get them very quickly because yeah, when obviously we say private event, we mean private, like yeah. after the game, we're kicking everyone out and only people with tickets can stay. Yeah. And so. we will, uh, there we're not, we're not a hundred percent certain that, the timing is going to work out the way that we want it to. But if uh, we do get a good break from the universe, uh, we are hoping to have Adam Foote, among others, uh, come on to the post-game podcast tomorrow. Yep. If uh, if nothing else, it might not end up being a live post-game, but we'll certainly have something from talking to those guys. So it should be fun one way yep. or another. Uh, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be uh, be an absolute blast. Uh, yeah, get my lawnmower signed. You know how it goes. Got to do it. Uh, anyway, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, all right. So we kind of we wrapped up the Landy conversation. The point, the ultimate point being here, though, whatever you think about it, is he's suspended for two games. We also know at this point it looks like Nathan McKinnon will not be back for Saturday. Well, there's still a chance, but I think everybody is more or less preparing for the reality that McKinnon is not only out for that game, but a couple more. Add on top of that, Val Nichushkin is now week to week. We saw him hurting during the game with that. He kept looking at his wrist. Yep. Um, he was uncomfortable and uh, finished it out. But that's a man. That's such a bummer. And there are a couple other play, players dinged up, but expected to play in yep. Helm and Burakovsky. Darren Helm, Andre Burakovsky hurting, but not, uh, not to the point where they are expected to miss tomorrow's game. So, on that note, 
the Avs were only running 12 forwards. Which means, with Landy out and Nichushkin out, they were necessary to make two call-ups if they wanted to run a 12-forward lineup. Yep. They ultimately ended up making three call-ups because they decided to send Alex Newhook to the AHL. Yep. So we're going to talk about all the facets of this. Where do you want to start, AJ? So some of this, I'm of the opinion, some of this is money. Um, Because this happened at the very beginning of the season. The ads have not had an opportunity to to bank any of the cap Bonus cap, sure. Yeah. Uh, And then while New Hook is cheaper than Ranta, uh, it's negligible mm-hmm. across like a daily cap hit. It's negligible. A couple hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. And literally. Yeah. Um, and I think that the team has liked what they've seen more from Ranta because he's, he plays a simpler game and it's a lot easier for him to adjust and slide into whatever role that is being asked of him. Uh, I think he's looked more comfortable than new hook right now um in the nhl because of that exact reason right now new hook is a man he's searching for a role searching for a position uh doesn't look comfortable at wing he's to be honest he's never looked comfortable at wing he's always been at his best when he's been a center and i think that uh and i think that ranta is a guy that they're just more comfortable with just skating up and down the ice and being a big guy that goes and runs into people. And that exact description is why I also think Curtis McDermott is probably going to play forward. And then some of the, some of the, the money implications I think come into it. And that's why you've got Mateau and Megna who are at 750 K and Sakura at 800 K Sakura instead of Sherwood. They went. They spent the money on that one. Uh, and we'll get into the other call-ups in a little bit. This Newhook situation. Look, if Newhook is down in the AHL for a handful of games, we fine, like whatever. we get we like, get this comment from this person every single show. We get it. We understand yep. how you feel. Yep. Um, but I do find it a little bit interesting that look, this was a great opportunity to give new hook a look in the top six. Um, I'm if, uh, I struggle, I I struggle there just because I think he's, I just think he's played so poorly. and, And I think you can make an argument for him not having earned it, but, I also struggle with the concept of demoting him to the AHL after a single NHL game this season. It, it feels like, well, he also, he also had a pretty uninspiring preseason. That's true. And so it feels like this is more of the same that said, I mean, if we're talking about merit, what have any of these guys that just got called up done to right. deserve in, it other than being old in a situation where oh. all of a sudden you're four of your bottom six players are AHLers. Let's be real. That's the time you decide to send them down. It's certainly a weird look. I'll put it that way. 
don't think it makes a ton of sense in this specific situation to send New Hope down. Uh, I mean, I think it makes sense. Uh, that wasn't something that I thought surprised me. Okay. I mean, we, we talked about why making the opening night roster just isn't that big of a deal because you're always on shaky ground when you're one of those young kids anyway. I think the most surprising part, of, and this is the the name that I don't understand not being yeah, part of this. I already know what's coming here. But, but I yeah, I mean, I don't understand how Mikhail Maltsev is your last cut and is the guy that had looked the most comfortable as a role player, and then you don't bring him up. His cap hits only essentially 800K. Could have easily made that money work the same. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get, like, I, I don't know how much space they have. Uh, I don't know, I don't know how up against it they are, but like Shane Bowers is the most expensive call up that they had available to them. Yep. Um. So I, I, and I certainly wasn't him ex- expecting him to be the guy anyway. But Maltsev is nine k more expensive than Dylan Sakura and showed quite a bit more. I, I agree. I don't think so. That's the part. The, the the lack of Maltsev is the only part of this that makes no sense to me. Especially yeah. like like Sakura played like shit in the preseason, and Mattel like didn't missed, look good. Yeah. Like missed half of camp because of COVID stuff, and then didn't didn't do a whole lot. So certainly, from the perspective of having earned the opportunity in in preseason and camp. I don't think the call-ups make any sense. But Okay. Well, Peter did the math for us. Sending Newhook down gave the Avs 2.306 million of space. Mateau, Magna, and Sakura make exactly 2.3. So they had to save $5,000. Yeah, so they didn't way. so they didn't necessarily have the extra They'd have been a, a fraction over with New Hook instead of Sakura or something. Well, with Maltsev instead of Mattel. Well, so. I mean, anyone, any any more dollars essentially at that point, right? And they'd have been over. However, you get to those more dollars. Yeah. If they freed up two point three and used exactly two point three. Yeah, I mean that's that is cutting it super close. So the reality then I think, I think part of the reason that New Hook goes down is because of the of money. money. I, I agree with that for sure. I... But like he's also just not played particularly well. And instead of instead of watching him languish like you did with Jost for a while, uh I think that you know. I getting him getting him down with the Eagles for I don't know I, I look if he's down there for two months I'm I'm gonna yeah, be annoyed that's a problem right he can't he can't spend significant time down there it's a if it's a handful of games sure whatever JT Confer was not getting waived we have got to get past this <sighs> JT Confer was not getting waived or bought out or traded or any of that stuff that was not happening it's We've just got to get past what did not happen that you wanted to over the summer. We've got to move on. And and I think the reality for this call-up situation as a whole for the Avs is from the beginning, Landy gets suspended, Nachushkin gets hurt, the Avs have immediately switched into, okay, let's get through the next two games. 
once the next two games are over, McKinnon will be back. Landy will be back. This is fine. It do, it does have. I mean, Nachushkin week to week opens this up. Um, There's there is one spot which becomes extremely interesting because it's a top six spot that's going to be open longer term than just the immediate two games. Yeah, but JT Comfort balled out against Chicago. Come on, guys. Are we ever going to give the guy an opportunity to bounce back from last season, or is is he going to have to? Is is last season going to hang over his head forever? Genuinely asking, like, does he get an opportunity? Because we're 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 blowing off the fact that he was really good against Chicago. Yep. So, moving on from the JT Comfort thing, I have to hide the chat from AJ, or he's going to stick on this forever. Um, yeah. This how how does this affect the immediate two games? Because the Avs lineup is markedly worse. Is is this a don't worry too much about the results of the next two games situation, or are these still yeah, games I mean, that the Avs can realistically win? Look, you you have you go out and you have you have a you still have a great defense. Um I am convinced that we're going to see a kick ass version of Kale McCarr. Because usually when he now has really quiet off, games, yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> quiet games are usually uh, answered by him breathing fire. Um, and and look, like you you paid Darcy Kemper. Yeah. You you paid, I should say you paid for Darcy Kemper. They have yet to pay him. But you paid for Darcy Kemper to go out there and do your thing. Like, like you have a you have a Top tier defense, even without Devon Taves, you have a top tier defense and you have a top tier goaltender. You should be competitive. Now you're missing two thirds of the league's top line. Great. That just opened. This is this is just opening the door for my guy Miko to continue to 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 really begin that 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 heart trophy push. <laughs> so and but it's yes, like you have to understand the the significant impact here. You look at the Avs top six, and you're going from a top six where there were five guys that you are excited about every night in Colorado to you now have Miko and Kadri, and then Berkey. a less than one hundred percent Berkey. Yeah, three spots that are going to be filled by guys that let's be real are likely going to have to play above their head. And then you have a fourth line that is essentially you're going to play at six minutes a night, extremely minimally, right? Yeah. So you're left with this weird group of middle six-ish forwards that are going to have to find a way to get the job done. Yeah. I mean, Tyson Jost has to step up, dude. This is no longer this guy is surrounded by good good players or whatever, but... Tyson Joe's got to step up. Andre Burakovsky got to score. You know, like Miko Rantanen's got to dominate. He's got to be. He's got to be the man here. So you know, there's got to. They they've got to. They've got to bring. Like those guys have to bring the thunder. Sam Gerrard got to play better than he did against Chicago. Yeah. Kale McCarr got to be better than that. Like they, those guys have to be better. You know, JT Confer's got to have. Well, look, he's, he's gonna have five shots on goal again. I'm not saying he's going to score, yeah. But that's like like JT Confer last year. One of the biggest issues that you had with his play was 
he just drifted through games and didn't do anything. You know, and him having 10 shot attempts, even with some of those being, even with some of those being like force fed to him on a power play that was kind of ridiculous, uh, was still a, a, a guy who impacted the game pretty consistently I throughout. Mean, so, guess what? The power play for the next two games is going to be a lot of continuing to force feed <laughs> JT Comper. Yeah. So, it's going to be really interesting. That's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we, Jade, JT Comfort, we just we with Shane Bowers, we just talked. He's the most expensive guy. So the org doesn't hate Shane Bowers. It yeah, this is a significant portion of these moves is because of money. Yeah, some of this is definitely um some of it is definitely money. Not all of it, but some of it. Yeah, but it it also like when you have Shane Bowers on an ELC at two hundred thousand dollars more expensive than the other guys, and you are six thousand dollars from the limit. Yeah, <laughs> you have to make a decision there. Yep. It's uh, don't do it's that. It's tight to say the least. Uh, during game two of the season, this is this is such a dumb opinion that. If you if you guys all knew what you were talking about, you'd be working for the abs because it, it just don't that is this is not no people are allowed to have opinions. It's definitely yeah, that's why our show exists. Yep. You we're allowed we don't like, work for we, the abs either. <laughs> yeah, we might we might we might smack them down every once in a while and and we might make asses of ourselves being wrong, like blatantly wrong about shit, but people are allowed to have opinions nobody is sitting here saying that they're smarter than joe sackick but i mean that's also the same guy who traded a fourth round pick for curtis mcdermott which was stupid the whole thing with suspensions is that they still count against the cap that's the punishment um but you know no you have to be on ltir correct no one is on ltir because you go on LTIR, you have to miss 30 days, I believe it is. Yeah, I think it's 10 games or or 30 days. It's a minimum of 10 games, and I think I'm not sure it's 30. I thought it was 24 days, but maybe sure. Either way, longer a than minimum yeah. of that. <laughs> right. You are you are committing to to that, and no, there isn't any cap relief on that right now. Can't get camp relief on McKinnon because they're not going to move him off the roster. There is no COVID protocol situation with the roster anymore. It's just he can't yeah. I, you know, I I actually I have not actually read this year's uh COVID stuff, so I don't I don't actually. I was just assuming, but I actually don't know what the COVID COVID exemption. For I, cap stuff, it I'm actually is pretty confident there isn't one. Don't uh, go look it up if you're 100% sure, because I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty confident that there is no exemption to cap if your guys are missing time for COVID. Um, is what it is, yeah. I'm just not sure. Oh, yeah, this is the part where they just talk about it. Make sure everybody gets vaccinated. Um, all right. 
I'll continue to try and find this. You keep looking. We go. In the meantime, look, there are pretty much no expectations at all from any of these call-ups, correct? These are... Just survive. Just yeah. survive. This is 100% about just surviving. So, you know what? If you want to treat your meat with a little bit more respect than the abs treat the meat of these players' bodies, certainly the way George Peros treats the meat of players' bodies, don't get Hassle Cattle Company. But they're unbelievably delicious meat, whether it be their Wagyu beef burgers or their amazing steaks. They have a ton of delicious meat for you to eat. They got bone-in ribeyes. They got tomahawk steaks. They got New York strips, sirloins. You name it. Hassle has you covered top to bottom. You use code DNVR10 when you purchase online at HassleCattleCompany.com to save 10% on every single order. So get over there. Check them out today. Any orders over 200 bucks, you get free shipping too. Go get yourself some damn good beef with Hassle. Then check out Chevalier Mortgage, both Mike and Virginia. Been doing it here in Colorado forever. With prices going up, it's creating a natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make this bubble work for you. Mike is a certified financial planner, so he can take care of everything you need when it comes to whether it be refinancing or looking for your first home loan. He'll look at your entire financial picture and find the right move for you. You can check them out at dnvrmortgage.com get, uh, or call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. Last, certainly not least, Green Mountain Dental Group. Best damn family dentist in the Denver metro area. They're over in Lakewood, just 15 minutes from downtown. When you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with these guys, they hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. They've been doing it forever. If you haven't gotten in yet, uh, you got to you got to get in there. Look, nobody likes dentist work. Green Mountain Dental makes it as as good as you can make dentist work. Let's be honest. They do a very good job. They take care of you. They always remind you when you have stuff coming up and what you need to do. So check out Green Mountain Dental Group today uh, and go make sure you're taking care of your mouth meat. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Looking at the immediate for the Avs. Obviously, they have St. Louis coming up. A, a big game for, for more off-ice reasons than it is on, I suppose, for Colorado, given that this is the, the Pierre Lacroix ceremony stuff. But the only real impact that we're going to see long-term here is who moves up to the second line i mean who moves up to the first line man but that's going to stop as soon as mckinnon and landis god come back right sure, but they 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 could be looking at at least two more games of this uh, certainly at least one uh and then landy will be gone for the second no matter what so I, I guess let's start there. How do you how do you create the top line? Obviously, Miko is going to be there, but do you... yeah, Miko and Kadri, I think, are the givens. Yeah, and then you have that other wing. Yeah, um, with all the changes today, I wish I actually had their full roster just sitting in front of me to drag and drop pieces together. Um, boy, 
you know, talk about undue promotion, but you might throw a sample Ranta up I was going to say, just send it with Ranta on, on one of the top two lines. Yeah. Because yeah. I think I think what you want to do is you want to try and spread some of it out. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually with AJ in this one. I think you probably keep Berkey away from Kadri and Ranton. And... Yeah, and then I would have... I would probably have Comfer as your 2C. Yeah. And then I would have Jost as 3C. Okay. So your top six is something like Ranta, Kadri, Rantanen on the top line, Comfer, Burke, yeah. and Hold then on. what on the left wing? Let me let me pull some some details up here. Get start digging into it on Capcom. Yeah, so I would I would have so that's what I would do. I would do Ranta. Uh, I would do Ranta Kadri Rantanen Rantanen just so I could make Connor's life as difficult as possible to call the game. <laughs> then Berkey Comfort. Um, yeah, so and then left left to right. Man, you run out of guys that you want to yeah. play there really fast. Yeah, that that sixth guy in the top six is just not going to be a good answer full stop. Yeah, honestly, I probably would go like Sakura. Someone with some shooting ability at least. Yeah. And then and then Comfer and Burakovsky. So then you're left with like you end up with Jost and then I would yeah Connor as your third line or something. That's exactly what I that's exactly what I would do. Yes. The third line would be Helm, Jost, Just and then O'Connor. Try and be the most low event line in the history of hockey. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would have and then I would go Mateau, Magna, and McDermott as, as the fourth the line. Fourth, yeah. Woo! We got there, fam. <laughs> it was a rough ride, but we made it. It's fucking bad. But we got there. <laughs> Dude, a third line of Helm, Jost, and O'Connor, like you took a fourth line that had some fair question marks going into the season and, just, and immediately made it your third promoted line. it to the third line right away. <laughs> and this is and this is where yes, look, sure. Money is a problem, but it feels bad that they couldn't make Maltsev work here. It feels like there could yeah. have been a real opportunity to provide to Maltsev in an NHL lineup for at least a couple games if not more. So, I don't know. It's it's a tough spot, and they look. There's also the potential that they play McDermott on the back end and just run eleven forwards. Don't. I mean, that's what they're doing, but without the back end part. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Because right now, I think you have to lean into your strength. What being your defense is really good if McDermott's not on it. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> lean into lean into your strength and look if McDermott like takes a shift defensively. Fine. Whatever. Um, but that's like it. Like maybe a shift defensively. Um, and it would only be because like guy's having a skate problem and you know you're this sure, guy's sure, unavailable sure. you know yeah. whatever but uh, most mostly i just oof. i would i would lean into i would defend my my game plan i would go full ken hitchcock i would park the bus <laughs> i would take the i would park the bus in front of kemper 
and try and block 4,000 shots tomorrow and try and win one nothing. Get one goal from Miko. Maybe you get a goal from Berkey and then win one nothing or 2-1. <laughs> Straight up, I would park the bus, man. I would just say we are the best defensive team in the NHL. We're going to lean on those guys. Uh, we're going to we're not going to take chances. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to give them, you know, our defenders are not going to be nearly as aggressive as they normally are, which unfortunately takes away from what they do. Well, yeah, a little bit, but I'm not taking chances because you don't have your normal forward core to help try and figure it out. All right. So option number one uh no one important get injured is that the yeah that's really no all that matters injured. for these next two games and, and survive the five minutes that you're going to be without nazem kadri when Braden shen fights him 14 seconds into tomorrow's game <laughs> or whoever decides that they're going to fight him so yeah probably going to happen uh anyway yeah any any final thoughts here aj on the abs roster situation as it stands to start. I mean, it's a, it's a bad spot to be in, but you know what? This helps you this, this, this forces you to win in a different way. This forces you to kind of stretch yourself out and say, okay, we've got to find solutions here. We've got to find a way our regular identity of go super hard on the top line and then rely on a dominant defense and a good goaltender is not going to it's not going to fly here. You don't have that top line. So you it's funny, you, it's almost the inverse of last season, right? Last season the Avs had to find ways to win games with a defense that included guys like Keaton Middleton and Dan Renouf. Yeah. Now it's the forward core that you're yoloing out Dylan Sakura's in your top six potentially. Yeah, Dylan Sakura, Stefan Mateau, Jason Magna, Darren Hellman, Logan O'Connor are all in your lineup. Instead of those guys rotating in and out on your fourth line, they're all in your lineup. <laughs> yep. Look, uh, Curtis McDermott cannot answer the bell for Nazem Kadri tomorrow. Is what I'm saying. I, they have not gotten. Yeah. They they're they they might still want him to. After the fall kit, they might still want a piece of him. The only person that can answer the bell for Kadri in any situation is Kadri at this point. So. Yeah. McDermott can't be like, I got it for him. Also, Kadri would be like, Kermit, please. I got, I got this. this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's All not right. the type of dude. You know, like you could see... You could see if it was like Burakovsky, right? Where Berkey might be like, I'll let the big fella throw the fists. Totally, but not Kadri. Yeah, not Kadri. Um, anyway, yeah. So the Avs roster might not be the most exciting for Saturday night, but still yeah. super excited about the uh, this roster, roster. This roster would still beat Arizona 4-1. Oof. Because Arizona is so bad, man. Is there, the, this is, it's Friday night. We've all we've all been I imagine we've all been sitting around watching as much of the NHL action this week as possible. Yep. Just because we're all excited. Um, do you want to take a couple of minutes just to talk about the league real quick? Just because it's been fun to watch. I love the first week of the season. Scores are outrageous. Seven to six games, eight to two, six to three. 
the, just every game has been an, an absolute blast of a hockey game for the first week of the season. Yeah. It's so fun at the start. I <laughs> Arizona needs to not play Carter Hutton ever again, but <laughs> I mean, who do they play? I know they're, they're in trouble. <laughs> they're in trouble one game into the season, but it, that one was wild. Yeah. That Tampa, Tampa Detroit game was bonkers beyond just the, the Dylan Larkin punch to the face. But I, has anybody ever heard of the other goaltender that they've got in Arizona right now? I don't even know who it is. I don't, I don't, I can't say his name. I've never seen this person's name before. Let's see. Karel Vejmelka. Ah, uh, yes, of course. They drafted him. He's a Czech goaltender. Oh, Nashville drafted him in 2015. Who's never played. I don't, I don't know. Uh, he spent it, his entire career in the Czech leagues. Yeah. Um, so I did not, I worked the game. I worked the Avalanche game. So I haven't seen a game on TNT yet. TNT is significantly better than ESPN. Okay. Early, yeah. For opening weekend, they were significantly better. Yeah. Connor Timmons last night, that was bad. He struggled. He also, Arizona said, all right, bud, top pairing. Go you're at next, him. You're next to Jacob Chikrid. Go. <laughs> and it was like, as much as we might have liked Connor Timmons. That's a lot. Like, if you go back and listen to our love for Connor Timmons, we're like, oh, yeah, he'll work his way into your top four as like your number four this year, maybe. Right. And you're like, he's our two. Let's go. He's he's next to Chikrin. Yeah. We got this. And it was just like, oh, no, 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 no. Maybe by the end of the year. Yeah. But on day one, <laughs> are you trying to drown him? Like, could are you trying to sink his confidence, because that's oh my gosh. I I don't mind the ESPN. So Arizona looked bad. The ESPN crews are fine. Like I have no problem with their their casting crews, but the broadcast standpoint, uh, first of all, the ESPN score bug kind of sucks. I'm glad that they're fixing VGS to VGK though. It's a good start. Yeah, uh, I don't think that V-E-J-M-E-L-K-A is pronounced Korjanash or whatever Spencer was trying to convince <laughs> yeah. me of. Yeah, Korjanash Ko is what they Ko were Korjanash. Yeah, no. V-E-J-M-E-L-K-A. I have no idea what that guy's name is. Yeah, I like... No idea. I liked Panger, too. I'm, I'm someone who likes Panger, but... You know, I like... I like Darren Pang, but they're they're so two things. He's got to be limited, and you've got to turn his volume down. Yeah, that is true. Um, the on the one thing I think ESPN did very well gave some people motion sickness, but the uh, the sky cam was dope. The sky cam on the power play, I, I loved it, but you cannot move it that much. Yeah, you just cannot move it that much. I just chill out. <laughs> so uh, look i think both espn and tnt are significant upgrades in nbcsn especially nbcsn sn at the end there when they clearly didn't care about anything anything so and their crews were just awful man yeah. it was all like mike babcock like yeah, you guys you guys that was rough man <laughs> it was so awful and 
uh i've actually i love the studio crew that they have doing cracking games yeah i know i know this is not espn or tnt but allison lucan is amazing let's go she's so awesome and more more of her analysis is what's up all for it i think uh she's been an amazing twitter follow for like years <laughs> and seeing her on studio television just she just like rolls right in and is like yep i'm better than everybody else at this <laughs> she's she's only i think she's really only gonna appeal to like your like serious hockey nerds otherwise people are gonna be like what is going on here like this is too in-depth well if you're in this podcast you gotta be at least a little bit of a hockey nerd so i didn't like patrick sharp very much like he was great to look yeah, at Dude, the, fine. he was absolutely the eye candy for sure <laughs> yeah but i didn't i didn't like i, I didn't did not think like he had any particularly in-depth takes or anything yeah yeah so I haven't, I have not, uh, I have not gotten to see the TNT thing yet because I worked. That I game. mean, let's be honest, Gretzky is on that, not for the hardcore hockey fan, right? Gretzky is on yeah. the cast to be like for casual fans, like, hey, we have the greatest player ever. Well, yeah, like, like the the NBA show on TNT is so good because. Uh... Don't even start the NBA show. We're gonna fart about, fight about Charles Barkley. Again. Well, because like like Charles Barkley and Shaq, uh, you know, like they're they're like they're all over the place, right? They're like really big personalities, but for casual basketball fans, like they're super recognizable guys. So yep. they you tune in to hear what those guys have to say. Getting yep. Gretzky on your hockey cast is just smart because for for all that's happened, uh. Gretzky, Gretzky is still the the hockey name that Americans recognize. It's bullshit. Yeah. Quick recap: the suspension was bullshit. It's good to see you though. <laughs> Thank uh, you. First whole first segment, whole first twenty minutes. Yeah, we really you can get go back that, and so. and we get into in depth on it. But oh yeah, Ernie on Ernie on the NBA show was awesome. I love Ernie. All right, I think we're we're good here then. Yeah, it's been a really fun first week in the NHL outside of this Dops bullshit, yep. which I told somebody on Twitter the other day that this is like outside of like the, the rampant culture of racism and misogyny and homophobia that still is way too prevalent in hockey. Yeah, the same uh, the same stuff that's been swept under the rug for the last decade. Yeah, yeah. that still sucks. But. Yeah, like outside outside of all of that, the thing that frustrates me the most as a hockey fan is trying to figure out the dops nonsense understanding what they view as suspendable because it's it's the the least clear thing in the league outside of goaltender interference which is mostly just like made up on the spot yeah like who freaking knows (laughs) all right we're gonna get out of here for the day thank you everyone for watching listening however you consume the podcast if you're not a member Go become a member. Maybe consider buying a ticket for our thing tomorrow night. It's going to be awesome. We're super excited about it. The names are that are going to show up are going to be dope. It's going to be a great time. We hope to see a lot of you there. That's it. We're out of here. Thank you again. We appreciate all of y'all. We will be live post-game tomorrow. We'll see what it looks like. Like, uh, like AJ mentioned, we may 
delay the post game a little until like 30 minutes after the game is over, depending yeah. on if we want to have guys on or not. Yeah, we're not 100% sure like what our options are with the guys tomorrow. Yep. Um, you know, if, if Foot wants to jump on and if any, if obviously if any of these other guys that, that want to jump on, they're all welcome to be course. there. Yeah. Um, then we would love to have as many of them on as possible. I mean, we're just going to fill up the whole studio and Rudo and I are just going to disappear while yeah, they are. Right. They just, all just bullshit about just the live game. camera and, of them shooting the shit. Let's yeah. go. And it's, it turns into the greatest podcast in history. Yes. <laughs> uh, that would be great, but we, we aren't a hundred percent sure. So there's a chance that we, we do something really awesome tomorrow and there's a chance that it's just the two of us. And then, Something really awesome happens later. Yep. And you guys will see it in a few days. One way or another. We love all y'all. Yeah. Till tomorrow. We are out of here.